All right, let's go, baby. Let's go. All right, cool. So welcome to episode two of the Full Spectrum Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Bean. And today, I've got a special guest, somebody I've actually known for a long time, uh, but haven't seen in a long time, unfortunately. Uh, and that's Calvin. Or uh, how, do, how do you like to go by these days, Calvin? What, what, what do you like people to refer to you? Uh, you know, just Calvin's fine. Uh, a re- it's funny, I'm, I'm such a regular person these days that titles and and empowerment all that stuff doesn't matter it, it really just matters about who you are and what you believe in yeah you're not used to you're not getting called chef anymore right like did you yes <laughs> yeah i'm sure i'm sure that was your main moniker when you were when you were in the restaurants right yeah 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 i've been in the restaurant industry for the last 20 years and so chef is something that uh i heard a lot mm-hmm. i think the term chef is is a little bit overused and it really took me changing my career path to really understand what that term chef means. So hmm. to me, and I, I hear it throughout my travels and I hear it, you know, used quite, quite loosely over the internet, hmm. but chef to me is somebody who trains another person or other people and they become chefs. They become mm. high dignitary individuals in the F&B world. And then you pay respect, you pay homage to your chef by calling him or her chef. And I think only then should one really use that terminology. You know, I, I, call, my, I call my mentors, the guys who got me into cooking 20 years ago, I call them chef. Because Mm -hmm. they taught me, I've taught a number of people throughout my career. They they respect me as their chef, so I respect them as they're my chef. So I think terminology these days is a little bit loose in what one wants to be. Everybody wants to be a CEO, but in order to be a CEO, you have to have board directors. And I guarantee you no one-man operation has a board of directors. Yeah, I do. I do for my escort. But so it's what you're saying about the chef. It sounds like it's kind of a hierarchy, almost like to to bring it into like an entertainment sphere, like the Jedi from Star Wars, right? Like the chef is like Master Yoda, right? It's exactly what it is. All the cooks, they're like the Padawans learning to be Jedi, right? And then, so so the Luke Skywalker coming up and then, you know, you be the Luke Skywalker and then eventually Rey comes along and you're going to train Rey the future generation, right? Exactly. And, and it's really about who do I who do I share my 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 skill sets with? Who do I share my techniques with? Um, and then what do they become later on? If they become somebody who then teaches other people and their students consider him or her chef, then you pay back the homage to to me or to whoever it is as a chef, but yes, I, I haven't heard the, it's been about a, about a year now. I haven't heard the term chef. Oh man. And it's, and, it, and it's quite interesting. So yeah. Is that hard to get used to? Like, cause you, you spent so much time in the, in the kitchens and then now you're not kitchens anymore. What's that like? You, you, you know, Aaron, uh, for, for your millions of followers and, and right. viewers right now, uh, they probably don't know what's going on. So about a year ago, I took, a, I took a year sabbatical from my occupation as a chef and as a restaurateur to go suck at something in life and be Mm. very horrible at it 
and I used YouTube as a median and I threw myself into the YouTube world as a host uh, of my own channel, of my own show. Time to time for a plug. What's that show? It's called FK and Deliciousness. Is, uh, it's, it's how you find me on Instagram and on YouTube and on Facebook. Uh, but the fans might have also seen me on another show called Best Ever Food Review Show, which happens yeah. to be the number two uh, food and travel show on YouTube. Yeah, how did, how did that come about? Because I remember I remember when I saw that, because I mean, obviously I'd watched Sonny's videos, you know, when I lived in Vietnam. So I knew who he was. And then somehow I got this recommendation of this very familiar face I saw on this YouTube thumbnail. I'm like, holy shit, I know that guy. And I was telling my yeah. girlfriend, I was like, dude, I, I know this guy. Like, he's on this show, right? And I watched all the videos. It was awesome. You guys had a great rapport. Like, how did that relationship t- come together? Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, we've been friends now for going on six years. Same time I met you during the Sancho's days. Oh, yeah. And... No, you met me. I met you before the Sancho's days. I was oh, going to go over wow. that. I, pop fries? I, I remember, yeah, K, yeah, pop fries. Because I remember yeah. um, up in that district, I was living in District 3, and I was just pretty new to Vietnam, so I was not super, like, comfortable just going to a random place and grabbing food, right? Because you didn't know mm. what you were going to get. And I was, like, driving around, and I saw pop fries, and I was like, I know what, I know fries are. Like, I, I know what I'm getting there. And you were working that day, and I'm lucky you were, because I got to meet you, and we sure. friended each other on Facebook. And then sure. the, the thing that I love most is, like, I didn't see you again for a couple months, like maybe four or five months. And then um, at that point, I think you were, had Sancho's. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I saw you there and I was like, holy shit, what's up, man? And you remembered all these details from our conversation that I that like it had been months. And I was like, how does this guy remember this stuff? Like you have a good memory, but it also shows that you listen to people. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, it, it, it's really is a uh, it really is a, a gift that I worked on really hard. But to go back to, you know, not being called a chef and, yeah. and to do this. Um, when, when you're so comfortable at doing something and you've, you've almost mastered a certain skill set and then you do something completely different than, than what you did in beforehand, it really makes you, it makes you want to grow. It makes you want to mm-hmm. become something better especially once I, I failed most of my life I, I i think i have more failures than i have successes mm-hmm. but it's the it's 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 the it's the successes that i focus on it's, it's the people who have support me that i focus on the most um how does it feel not to be known as a chef it it really makes me become me there isn't you can't just walk into a room and say, oh, hey, you know, I do YouTube. I have 16 followers or subscribers. No, yeah. no, no one's going to pay you any, 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 any mind. And so it, it's starting over again. It's, it's starting from the very bottom. But this time, knowing what does it take to succeed? What does it take to grow? What, is it, what does it mean to, to be successful that doesn't have any monetary value. It doesn't have any tangible assets. You know, it, it really is just working hard and, and, and believing. Now, how Sunny and I started to work together was this. Being friends for so long, we've never once asked each other 
for any help. Even though his channel right now hovers around 7.8 million subscribers, uh, six years ago, I think he was hovering around 30 or 40 when he was just starting out. And I never asked him for a plug. I never said, hey, come to my restaurant and, and, and give me a free episode so I can be seen by all your, by all your viewers. Yeah. Um, we've, we, we rarely talk about business as both small business owners. But what we did do is we both worked really hard and we both have a really high level of work ethics. So years go by, he comes by the restaurants, whenever we open a new one and show support by just coming and dining. And I show support by cooking for him. So mm-hmm. when COVID first started in 2020, 2020 March, mm-hmm. he came at me in, in April and said, hey, I'm running out of ideas of what to film. Mm-hmm. Come be on my show for one episode. And I got to be honest, I've never seen any of his episodes before. I've never seen one of his shows. What? Yes, because oh. when you're friends, you don't think about. Did you tell him that? Oh, yeah. I said, I've, never by the way, seen, I've never seen an episode. What, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah. And he said, well, don't worry about it. Just come to win. So I, I had no excuses not to go. So we, we did our first episode together. And that was the hot pot episode. And he has a great crew. He's a great host. He is a great director. He is a great visionary. So working the, that 12-hour day to get a 16-minute episode mm. really showed me what production and what it takes to really create a show. Food you're saying you're saying they don't just walk around with an iPhone and record things and put it together. Not, not, with not at all. Not, I mean, oh. that, 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 I think there's a difference, oh. and, and there's a difference between. And, you know, we, we talk about this a lot. The difference between a, a person who has a show on YouTube or a show worthy of a network, and then there are content creators. And I'm not saying that either one are, is good or bad, but there has to be a very clear, there's a very clear distinctive distinctiveness to this where a content creator just takes a phone and they walk around and they just pan around and they write little words on the screen and it's short. They're not really telling a story. They're giving an opinion. Whereas when you have a show on, on a platform, you're there to not give your opinion. You're there to really tell the story about the food, about the, about the owner, about how that food got to from where it started to where it ended. And if you mm-hmm. watch the show that we cre- that, that we have, both of us have, we never once give our, our, our insights when it comes to rating or critiquing. I never critique food. I'm not a food critic. I never mm-hmm. rate food. Who the fuck am I to rate food? I'm nobody. Well, and I mean, so, that's not true. You, you are a restaurateur. Like, if anybody I, should rate food, I, like I, you. I know, I know I am, and, and, and thank you for that. Aaron, but it's funny. For the past one year that I've been doing this, I am so much more humble about everything that I've achieved in my in my career. Because none of, none of it matters. None of that shit matters. It's all in the past. 
It's what do I do today? It's how do I live my life in the present moment? Yeah. And, you know, the first video hit a million in four days. That's crazy. Even though it's not his top performing video, it was the fastest to hit a million with a guest, a co-host that's never been on a show before. Well, and that's why he must have brought you. I mean, that must be why he brought you back. You know, you did you did a bunch of videos with him, and I watched all of them. Like it was, I normally if I see a video on YouTube that's over like twelve minutes, I'm like, I don't need to know that much, you know. But sure. your videos were like 19, 20 minutes, and I was like, I'll watch it. Yeah, um, we probably are, are hovering around thirty somewhat episodes right now that we filmed together. Thirty, and um, oh it definitely has been uh, an, an incredible journey thus far. Uh, it's taken us all throughout Vietnam. It's taken us to Minnesota, Texas, Mexico City. And, you know, it, it really doesn't stop. It, it just continues onwards. So you guys are continuing to make content together. Is it mostly on his channel or does he like how, how much interplay is there between your channel and his channel? It's mostly on his channel. Um and we try to film whenever we're in the same city or country. It's challenging to, to always film together because A, it is his show, you know, yeah. and, and he is the, the main host on his show. Uh, but B, there are a lot of costs involved when, when filming. And I think that a lot of people don't understand that, you know, we were just in Mexico City. He was there on a 12 or 14 day shoot, 12 days shooting. He did 11 or 11 episodes, I believe. And it cost him, sorry, Sonny, but it cost him like close to $50,000, five zero for yeah. 11 episodes. And so when he travels to the Caribbean, to Africa, to Egypt, it costs a lot of money. And I, I really cannot ask him for, to pave my way. Right. And it's not fair. Well, it's, and it's not fair. I'm, Obviously, when he started, he was not doing $50,000 shoots, right? I remember back in the days, early videos, you know, like he lived in Vietnam and he did stuff in the neighborhood, right? And it was yeah, yeah, yeah. When, around when Vietnam. He, when he first started, he did everything alone. There was only one other camera operator. He, he built it. I mean, somebody who, who came from nothing has built a, a, a machine that puts out award award worthy award-winning content and it all started with his belief mm-hmm. um but it you know he, he's on my he's on my channel once in a while and i'm always grateful to have him on there we always have a good time the chemistry that i think people see on on his show or even on my show it it comes from not having an ego it, mm-hmm. it comes from not thinking that you are any better than anybody else. And again, for the last year, I've been in the kitchen very rarely. And I've been putting myself out there and, 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 and my show sucks. It sucks, it sucks horribly, <laughs> but sucking less and less at 140 episodes in. And if you want to compare numbers, at, I hit 40,000 before my first 12 months. And in comparison to a lot of other food bloggers, including Sunny, Mark, Mark Weens, and, and even Mike Chen, they didn't hit 40,000 their first year. 
and I do it. I, and I, I do a, I, I do a product completely opposite of everybody else. I do a 42 minute long format, no editing, one camera shot, and it's really boring. But there's, but there is a market out there who's watching it so and who's supporting me. What what drove you to to go for that format? Uh, number one is I don't know how to edit, and I don't I don't I don't try to <laughs> hide. Practical. I don't I don't try to hide from it. Number two was I didn't want to be like everybody else. I wanted to create my own voice. I wanted to create my own show. I wanted to create something that wasn't about me, but was about the small businesses that we showcase. You know, we we and, and when I say we, it's really just me and my camera. But mm -hmm. we go to all, you know, we go to any small businesses, we go in and we film and that's it. I just, I, I, I want people to know that it's okay to be, to make mistakes. It's okay to stutter. It's okay to not know what you're talking about. It's okay to not hide behind the edit and just be yourself. And the only way I can do that is just by hitting record and seeing what would happen. Yeah. That yeah, I mean, so many, so many videos these days, you know, they're so edited, but they're good with the editing. So it kind of flows, but you can tell it chops it up because if there's even a small break in conversation, or like you said, somebody slips up and mispronounces a word or something like that. Oh, we can just edit that out, right? Just yeah. snip it out. You, you can always, you can always edit in post, but again, I wanted, I wanted to show others that there is no excuse. I, I invested $600 into my camera setup. That's it. And that, that, that literally is it. It's a nice camera. Yeah. And it's taken me around the world or it's taken me to multiple, multiple places, multiple cities. It's take, it's, it's given me 130 somewhat episodes and 4,000 subscribers. There is no excuse. So for yeah. anybody who's watching and says, Oh, I, I wish I could travel. I wish I could eat food. Uh, I wish I can make money. And I wish, I wish, I wish. Your phone is probably better than my camera. And everybody has AirPods now. And you can do it. It's just, do you want to be vulnerable enough to put yourself out there and to have people critique you and judge you all day, every day? Yeah. Yeah, now, no, it's tough. As, as a chef, I, I've been critiqued all my life and you have, you have to grow a really thick skin and for those who, you know, say my shit sucks. Yeah, you're right. It does suck. But well, so you've said a couple of times now it sucks. Let's, let's think about this. If, if I was a prospective new uh, watcher, a viewer for your channel, like give me the elevator pitch, right? Like in, the, in a bit, why, why, why should I watch your channel? You have to really want to know about hardships in life. You got to want to like hear the saddest stories from me and just, and just, hear how tough it is in life. That's my whole show. I, I interview business owners and I, 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 I ask them, don't tell me about the Ferrari you bought. Tell me about when you slept in your storage room for the first year, because that's all you could afford. Mm -hmm. I, I, I have such a, I have such a, 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 no, a no frills, no, non-happiness about my show. That's but it's like, have, realist. have you ever heard of David Goggins? No, I haven't. Who is that? Oh, you're giving me real David Goggins vibes right now. So he's this guy. He's this insanely uh, gifted, talented, hardworking athlete and a Navy SEAL. And he has this crazy life story. And it's really amazing. My, my boss, uh, Ben Kinney, my business partner, Ben, 
did an interview with him a couple of years ago and he wrote a book called uh, can't hurt me. It's a fantastic book, but yeah, he's a Navy seal. He was also in the uh, army or air force um, paramilitary. Um, he had the, at one point the world record for most consecutive uh, pull-ups in like 24 mm. hours. Like the guy's just insane. And he's a motivational speaker, but his whole thing is like embrace the suck, right? Like yeah. you gotta, you gotta enjoy the, the gritty, hard, you know, bad days. So it's kind of, and you, kinda, and you, and, and you do, and you do. And, and again, you know, I, I, I don't watch anybody else's channels. I don't watch, you know, anybody's content because I don't want to fray from who I am and my journey. So you're yeah. like Justin Bieber on Instagram. You don't follow anybody. Oh, <laughs> I always think that's so I, pretentious when you go to an, a, a celebrity's Instagram, they follow zero people like, oh, cool. I, yeah, it, we get it. it. It is so pretentious. But, you know, I, I, I said, I, I really believe in everybody has their own journey and you got to just go out there and, 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 and do it. Now, how did I do it? I worked 20 years of my life and I saved a lot of money in order to go and do this. I wasn't scared to know my value and know my worth um, in what my product was and my services were, was. I didn't ever stop. I never stopped moving ahead. And, and, and whether a, a, an episode got 50,000 views or it only got 1,000 views, it never stopped me. I just kept pushing forward. Um, so you mentioned uh, the journey, right? And the journey, and, and it's almost like the hero's journey, like that, that you know, ancient fable. Um, in terms of journeying, literal journeys, I know you've been traveling a lot re recently. Like, where have you been recently? Uh, where is a place that you've been that you really enjoyed that you hadn't been to? Like, where's the, the, your favorite place you've traveled to recently? And then also, where are you going in the future? Do you have plans? So I got back to America in July of this year so or last year so we're looking mm -hmm. at six months from six months ago and uh, i my first stop was san francisco the bay area where i spent the last nine years prior to vietnam mm -hmm. uh and i hit the ground running on you know at that time i only had maybe two thousand subscribers on youtube that, that that number is 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 piddly yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, it it grew, what two thousand to forty thousand? Was that twenty x? Yeah, yeah, it grew twenty x in in six months. Well, do that again in the next six months. You know, I'm not good at math, but that's a much bigger number. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is. And and it the, the travels have taken me to uh, Northern California, Minnesota, Southern California. Arizona, New Mexico, Texas. And then from Texas, I went down to Mexico City for two weeks to film. And then I just got back from Denver uh, two weeks ago. Oh, dope. I'm going to Denver in two weeks. Oh, enjoy yourself, my friend. Enjoy. So we were out there. Um, again, we, as in just my camera and I, out there for, for a week filming. Uh, various places around Denver, Colorado. And what brought I'm you to headed, Denver? How did I like Denver? No, what brought you there? Oh, just an opportunity. Somebody said, come to Denver and film. I said, okay. There, there really wasn't anything more than that. I didn't do any research. I didn't say, oh, I, I had to come here because somebody just said, hey, come to Denver. 
we'd love to have you out here to film. We'd love to for you to, to, to film some episodes. I said, I'm hopping on a flight. I'm, I'm headed out there ASAP. Nice. Uh, I'm headed to Columbia this Thursday. I'll be there for a week shooting. Nice. And then uh, for the first quarter of, of this year, Louisiana is, is, is somewhat high on my list right now after Columbia. Anywhere that I can tell a story, anywhere that I can eat food and, and really break down food as a chef of the why, why do they use certain ingredients, what ingredients do they have in there, what flavor compositions, and try to tell the story of these small businesses uh, who, are, who are struggling to survive um, during this pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a, there's a lot of stories of, of different uh, businesses. Just here locally in my town of, you know, 80,000 people, we've got a number of businesses that have had to shut down because of uh, staffing problems. Oh. So speaking of Vietnam, I'm curious because I left Vietnam before the pandemic. I came back sure. <clears throat> to the States December of 2018 and, uh, or no, December 2017. And so you were there a couple of years later and you just left, like you said, last year. So what was it like during the pandemic being in Vietnam? What was the response there? And then I, I heard that there's a, a mass exodus. A lot of the, the foreign born people are heading back to their home countries. What's the, what's the situation there? All right. So, you know, COVID, COVID came in 2020 in March. Um, I think there was, a, there was a hardship that we all went through not knowing what, what is ahead and, and, and what we were facing. The country took care of it well, the best to their ability. And for a good five months there, there wasn't any COVID. There was no transmission between uh, person to person for about four or five months. And mm-hmm. it felt like we won it. We, we won and we, we were living life regularly. And then we go so we go through waves in Vietnam. So whenever there's a wave and numbers start going up, the government shuts the businesses down. They limit mm-hmm. they limit uh, transportation, and they do their very best. Well, this wave that came around uh, in May of last year, April of April of last year, was a variant that really ripped through the community. And it was something where we didn't have any vaccines available to us in Vietnam. So there's, the, the numbers were just skyrocketing. And the government had placed a few stricter, stricter visa uh, situations for people who were there illegally. When I say illegally, they're on a tourist visa that they kept extending month in and month out. And I, well, at that time, the government wasn't giving the the vaccine to anybody that was not a Vietnamese citizen. Makes sense. I'm a U.S. citizen, so I wasn't, I didn't qualify for it. I'm very close to the U.S. consulate and the uh, consulate general in in Vietnam, and I and they and they even told me, this is early. This is like in April, May. They said, Calvin, go go back to the states, go get your vaccine. We'll make sure your your wife and and your in laws are taken care of, 
but um, we just, it was teachers and it was Vietnamese citizens were the, were the first ones in line to get the vaccine. I'm not a teacher. Mm -hmm. And even though I'm a small business owner, I don't count. So Sunny had made a decision to go to America. And I said, have a good time. I'll figure things out. I went home and, my wife, and I talked to, over my wife and she said, why don't you go with him? Why don't you go on the biggest adventure of your life? Go see what your stupid show can do. And in a year's time, come back and tell me all your adventures. Wow. Yeah. Your wife said that? Yep. And you, you know Jang. And she's always been somebody who's like so supportive and so gung-ho about just wow. what happens when you just try something. Yeah. Wow. So at That's, first I, I mean, said that, no. Yeah. But then I said yes. And I packed my bags. And I'm not going to give my viewpoints on, on COVID for your millions of, of viewers because I don't think it matters. You don't want to get but, cancel culture after you. I don't get cancel culture. But, cancel. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that I got vaccinated. It was, a, it, was a, it was the first thing I did when I landed here in America. Um, and, 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 I, and I haven't caught it. I haven't caught any variants. I feel great. I feel healthy. I am a superstar. Um, but take your vitamins, take your vitamins. That's right. Take your vitamins, take your apple cider vinegar shot and, and have a good Ooh. diet. I know. Um, but I guess the long story short is that you got to just take those chances in life. And I did. And I, and I followed Sunny out here and we did the Minnesota series and I saw my numbers jump from 2000 to like 10,000 after the Minnesota uh, series mm -hmm. aired and my numbers have not stopped ever since then like it, it just hasn't stopped and it's those it's those little things in life that you got to believe in and you got to put yourself into such vulnerable positions <laughs> so that you may or may not make it mm -hmm. but that's the only time you have growth if you just if, if i expect my channel to grow 50,000 a year. It'll take me 10 years to hit half a million. Or I can take some really interesting opportunities and, 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 and travels and, and see my numbers grow exponentially. Wow, I say apple cider vinegar once and you die. Don't worry about it. I'll take over the show. I'm a great host. I'll take, I'll take the show over. So, people, to the millions of fans who are watching right now, courage starts with just showing up. The things that you think you cannot achieve are all fucking achievable. You just got to go out there and get it. You got to go out there and, 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 and really work and grind and, and build what your dreams are all about. There is a quote, and I shall say this quote right now, since I'm trying to buy time for my lovely host, Aaron. Uh, I saw this, I saw this quote recently, and I just it really resonated with me. And, and I'll share it with those who want to listen. 
The quote is this, I firmly believe you're never supposed to wish for more than you're willing to work for. Expectations should never exceed your effort. Everybody wants to be a, a chef and restaurateur until you open a restaurant and then you have to work there 366 days of the year. Everyone wants to be a, 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 an influencer, a, a content creator, a whatever. You want to do that until you have to live in a, in a $6 hostel and take a budget airline and, 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 you're, and, and communicating is the most challenging thing in a foreign country. Well, it's like we uh, all don't. Ronnie Coleman, one of the greatest bodybuilders of all time, he said, everybody wants to be a bodybuilder. Don't nobody want to lift no heavy ass weight. Nope. And they don't want to yeah. eat eight times a day, the most boringest foods in the world and, and, and weigh out every gram of, of, of carbohydrate or yeah. protein. And it's not an overnight thing. You're doing this for life. You're doing this. As long as I'm doing this industry, I will continue traveling, eating foods and tell people stories, whether I like it or not. Whether so I that, that morning and that's my question. So where do you see this going? Like, what's your ultimate vision, your big picture for where, uh, is it Ficken or fucking or FKN? FKN. I, I, I monetize now. So I, I, I try not to throw F-bombs too much on my channel. Ah. Um, Where's it taking me? It's taking me, it's taking me to wherever it's going to take me. I, I, I'm traveling this year without my wife and doing whatever I can to continue and build this channel. And uh, 2023, my wife and I will pack our one suitcase and our two backpacks, and we will go around the world until we get tired of traveling. And we will see where it takes us in 2024, and we'll make a decision at that very time. And until then, we don't even know where we're going to go to because the fun isn't sitting around and planning it. The fun is going out there and living it. Mm -hmm. And you can sit there and plan every single day down to the hour, down to the minute, down to where you're going to eat it and what you're going to eat. It may never come true. So I, I'm a big, I love planning. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of planning. But I think I'm a bigger proponent on living and just getting out there and doing something with their life. Yeah, no doubt. So um, one other thing I know that you're interested in is uh, is uh, investing, the stock market, oh, yes. you know, and crypto and, and all this kind of fun new uh, internet stuff. So tell me a little bit about what's your involvement level in the investing world. Uh, my involvement level is whatever I make, I take 80% of that and I invest it. It's my pick. It's my piggy bank. I live very meagerly, and I and I love this life that I live. It's very simple. Eighty percent. Oh, if, if I try to go eighty-five sometimes. <laughs> wow. So all my food is covered from the show. Mm. I make. I I charge money for every episode that I do. So I make X amount of money every month. When you mean you charge money, what do you mean? So for I charge restaurants money for me to go over there. And really? do an episode. How, yeah, I, how, I have, how much do you charge? Uh, $400. Really? So a restaurant will pay you $400 to go eat there? Yep. And I do 15 episodes a month. Uh, my car is 14 years old. And that car was a group of uh, followers on Instagram. They all threw in $100. 
per person to help me buy a car. Wow. The, the, I will say this, the, the strength in social media is incredible. The moment I got my license, I put it out there. I'll do a hundred dollar shout out for anybody who wants to invest or who wants to donate a hundred bucks to my, to, to, to me buying a car. And my goal was $5,000. I got $5,600 in two weeks. Jeez. Now I, I, I urged every single, every single shout out. I gave everybody a shout out every episode. It was one person an episode. It wasn't like it was all bundled into one. I made sure that they, they knew that they were, that they were, they were, they were loved and, and adored. I, I hit the ground running the moment I hit America. I did not stop. I, I, I started with merch. I started doing shout outs. I did, I started charging for my show. I started, if you want to be a co-host, if you want to experience what it's like to be on my show, I charge for that. Oh, really? How much do you charge yeah. for that? 400 bucks. Oh, wow. No kidding. So That's- I try to put as much money of my money in every month, every month into investments. But when you were, when you were first starting out, there's no way you could charge somebody 400 bucks, right? Like when no, you had- no, for, the first, for the first year in Vietnam, I never charged a single dollar. Right. It was only so- when I went to America and when I realized my value, I'm valued in America because of who I am and on the shows that I've been on. And so don't be scared to ask for that price. If you see that house and you really like it, don't be scared to put in that aggressive offer because people are always scared to win. They're always scared to, to succeed. Now, it took, you know, again, I put out 60 episodes or so before I ever charged for one. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't easy to say, hey, uh, you want me to come by with my 2,000 subscribers? And I'm gonna, I want to charge you 400 bucks to do a show where I don't do any editing. It's going to get, it might not get any traction or viewership, but you will pay me. Mm-hmm. And I put it out there and I got my first 10. And then my next 10. And then I went from city to city, state to state. And I just said, hey. I'm here. Who wants my services? Now, for those who cannot afford my services, I don't say no to them. I get I give them free shows. There's a group of people that have been there pretty much since I've been back to America. And I, I'm very close to them. They, they have supported me tremendously. And they always want to be, they, they never want me to let the audience know who they really are. But if I have a restaurant that says, hey, I, I really love to have you come by, we're a small mom and pa shop, uh, my, my tribe, I call them my tribe, but my tribe will throw down money on their behalf and say, Calvin, go film. We'll take care oh, of wow. it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, from what I've, I've been able to build, is now this happening like in a Discord channel or is it just comments no, on your it's, videos? It's, I, 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 it's, it's happening all on YouTube. I answer every comment personally. I have a live premiere on every episode and we kind of, we kind of come together in that group chat 
and more people come in and we welcome them in as a tribe and as a tribal leader, as a tribal, as a tribal tribe leader, I'm really there to let them know that they can achieve anything they want to achieve. And I do a lot of YouTube lives. I do a lot of Instagram lives. Those I don't make, I, I don't charge any money, but I spend, I spend an hour a week on both platforms. And I tell everybody, I answer questions. I go through every question asked and I let them know how challenging it is sometimes not knowing where your next paycheck's coming from. Where's your next show going to be? You know, right, right now in, in Houston, the numbers are a little high. And so a lot of restaurants are saying, hey, let's push it until February or March. I don't mm -hmm. mind that. But it also means that I'm not making any money, but I'm also okay with that, right? So I look at investment purely as a piggy bank. And you don't ever, you don't make money or you don't lose money until you sell that asset. Mm -hmm. So it's so it's not, so you're just, I just stuff money away. And I it's been a rough, it's been a rough last couple of months. Like it, it has, people are, yeah. it has. And, and right now I'm seeing this beautiful opportunity to go in, go into the market. And so I just went in for 20,000 on into the market on stocks that to me can show he showed me, so I base it on who the CEO is. Mm -hmm. I'm very CEO driven. I'm very message driven. What, what is, what, what are they trying to achieve in the world? And then for me, it's, can you make money? If you can make money, I can look at your financials and I can see, are you making any money at all? Because public companies, it's all open market. He's got to dig around a little bit. But sometimes now, like you get these companies that come up like Rivian, right? And Rivian yeah. had a huge valuation. I don't remember what it was, but it was a huge valuation. Like big, it was bigger than Volkswagen and yep. they hadn't sold one vehicle yet, right? It was yep. all based on hypothetical future earnings. And so, so you can be one of two investors. You can say, hey, I'm going to base it on future earnings or I'm going to, ba or I'm going to choose companies that I really believe in what they're doing now. So Rivian... IPO'd at 100-ish. I got I got shares at 120 because that, that's all I could buy into. And then I think at 136, I got out. I don't try to make huge gains like you guys do in the group. I try to make, so my, my thing is this, I make two, 300 bucks a day and then I, and then I, close, and I close Robinhood and I'm out. So my position could make, and I know I'm paying taxes, I know I'm doing all this shit, but it's a piggy but, bank for me. But it sounds it's like a, what you're, you're, you're essentially day trading, right? No, but I, I mean, so for me, I mean, it is, it is day trading in, in some aspects, but I have a portfolio and when my portfolio is green, I just pick out, I pick out the stocks where I feel very comfortable. It made $8, it made $7. I sell off the the shareholds to get me to 300. I do that Monday through Thursday. I trade only one hour a day. And if I can't make $300 a day in, in, in selling off some of my stocks, I buy. I buy until I can get the $300. And I just do that four days a week. Now, what does that earn me a month? A couple thousand. But it's and then not, do, you, do you take that money and do you reinvest it? Do you put it right back I re, in I reinvest or it. do you take it out? I reinvest it. I, I take it out and I sit on, I sit on the sidelines a lot. I love sitting on the sidelines. 
I've sat, I, I sat on the sidelines up until uh, this morning and I went in and, and I invested into some quality quality stocks that I, I really like. I, I again, I'm very CEO driven and I'm, and I think at this bottom of the market, I'm not trying to make 300 bucks a day. I'm trying to put my money in and see come September of this year is when I go, when I go back to, to Asia and film mm-hmm. where I'm at. But there's nothing in the world that's going to make you money by you not doing anything laborious. I, I, I would mind. Yeah, well, I would sort of disagree with that. I think that with manipulating stocks, you can make money without actually contributing or adding any value, right? Like sure. me buying a stock for this price and selling it for this price, making that money, that doesn't add anything to society per se, except no, but, for my involvement. Yes, and, and so to, to balance that out, I, I'd like to do my show so that I feel like I'm, 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 I'm doing something in society. But investment to me is something that I, I don't know much of. But there are a lot of smart people. I do trust. I do trust my guts. I do focus on the company's values and what they're all about. Um, but I just started trading six months ago, and and again, it's it's same thing with crypto, right? I don't. I I don't invest into crypto to make a million dollars. I park my money in there while I have anything else to do with my money. I just park my money in there as a mm-hmm. place to park. Now it's gone up and I cash out every time it goes up. I just cash, cash, cash out. Cause I have, I have very good. I'm okay with making 200 bucks on a crypto trade. Mm-hmm. I'm very okay with it. I know a lot of people are like, keep it in there. I don't have any reason not to keep it in there for it. Just take it out. Oh, but I mean, imagine this situation, right? Like, do you remember Dogecoin? Yeah. So Dogecoin came out and Elon Musk was tweeting about it. And there was all this buzz and there's all this hype. And that it started from, you know, 0.0002 cents per Dogecoin, right? And I got in early around that price. And I put, I think, 200 bucks into it. Like, I was just like speculative. If I lose this, whatever, you know, here's 200 bucks. And then there was all this hype. It got inflated. It jumped up, you know, like, 300%, 400% in one day, right? It went up to a thousand percent in a couple of days. Now at that point, I'm thinking like, realistically, is this a good valuation for this or is it just writing a hype, right? So I sold it and then sure enough, shortly, shortly after it, it balanced out and it came down again, right? Um, and so it, holding on to it is fine, but only if you're sure that it's gonna go up. And over the last couple of months, we've seen the, the market just get tanked. Sure. I- I don't want to be rich ever again. That's interesting. Yeah. Say more about I, that. I, I don't want to be rich. I don't want to be rich again. I don't want to be any more fame worthy or notor- be more notable than I am right now. I ask for very little in this lifetime. So you don't want any more subscribers? Whether I, whether I got one more or, or zero more, I, I would still do what I do. I am on the number two show in the world when it comes to food and travel. It's nice when I get when I get stopped in public. It's nice when people ask for pictures. It's nice when people, you know, share with me their their, their stories, 
openly and they trusted me. And beforehand, I always wanted to be famous and I always wanted to be have notoriety and I always wanted to have all those things. And I achieved it in a small scale in Saigon to what I always wanted, but I never got it to a, a larger level. The moment mm. that I hit America was the moment everything changed. It was the moment that I would walk down the street and people would just stop and say, oh my God, it's you. And I'm like, do I owe you money? Did I date your ex-girlfriend? <laughs> it depends on how they say it. They're like, oh my yeah. God, it's you. No, they're, they're just so happy. And they're just so like, I cannot believe it's you. And it, I mean, it's been a few months now, so I kind of get used to it, but I don't deserve any, I don't deserve any of that. I don't Why deserve not? any of this fame or notoriety because I'm a regular person. If there's ever a point in my fucking life Justin right now- Justin Bieber's a regular person. He takes a shit in toilets just the way we do. Exactly. Hey, so we should not treat them so any happy. differently. We should not treat them any differently. There's never been a point in my life where I felt that I don't fucking matter. What really matters is everybody out there who doesn't get a chance to be seen or heard the way I get to. And it's and it, to me, my my life, my purpose right now is to go out there to let as many people as I can know that you can fucking do it. I spend every waking hour, I spend every social media. Uh, I spend all my time on social media being a regular person. I, I, I take pictures of, of, of videos of stray cats. I put my head onto other people's bodies. I don't do it because I try to be famous. I do it because I, sh I want to show everybody that I'm just a regular person who <laughs> you just happen to admire. So if I can take that little bit of time and energy, if I can, if I can let people know that you can fucking do this too. How much do you want to sacrifice for it? Then I, that, then I use social media in a way that speaks to everybody 24-7, 365. I'll, I'll share a story with you. There was this, this is before I came to, before I had the numbers. When we, I was just first starting out. And there was this kid He's been in uh, he's been in foster care all his life. They moved him from Northern California to Walla Walla, Washington, which is nearby where you're at. Is he in prison? No. Uh, okay, there's a big care. prison there. Foster care. Okay. And he's in high school, and he reached he just reached out to me on Instagram, and me being the the loser that I am, I answered his I answered his DM. And we had a long conversation. He said, oh, I, 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 I love what you do with Sunny, and it's so fun to watch you. And this is one of the first times anybody has ever spoken to me in that light. And I said, hey, you know, if you want to do it, kid, because he's, he's underage, mm -hmm. 16, 16 or 17. said, so you have a phone, you have earphones, go out there. Tell me yourself eating food. Describe the flavors. Tell me about the tell me about the burger shop or the hot dog stand or the pizza parlor, whatever it is. 
and there's 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 free software that you can sit there and edit and you can make your thumbnail on Canva and you can do anything you ever wanted to because there's so much great technology right now. Mm-hmm. And then we left the conversation kind of like, okay, well, that's all I have to say. I have to, I have to admit, I didn't think anything of it because I've never had a fan in my life. I've had fans of the, you guys who love my food and right. love what we do for the restaurants, but this is a fan who has never met me. And it, right. it, it's different in that light that you idolize somebody who you've never met. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks go by. I don't, think about, I don't think about this situation because I don't know. I don't, I don't think about myself in any, in any shape or for, way or form as a, as, as, as a celebrity. Mm-hmm. So he, he, he writes to me and says, hey, I'm sorry if the other night, again, it's opposite time, right? So his night is our day in, uh, in Vietnam. He says, uh, I'm so sorry, but I acted loopy. And I said, dude, you're a high school kid. Who fucking cares? Like I was loopy at 16, 17. He said that, he said this, he said, um, I reached out to three people that night. Kanye West, Kim Kardashian, <laughs> and FK Deliciousness. Wow, you made the top three. Top three. And he said, you're the only one who answered. Now, I wanted to tell him, of course, kid, because I'm a loser, but okay. I answered. He said that he took a bunch of Xanax that night. And he's ready to... And by talking to me, he fought for his life. He fought to stay alive. Wow. And that really, and I told my wife, of course, and she said, you know, you have a voice. You have people out there who listen to you. So what do you, what, what do, you do with this gift? What do you do with your voice? I, my show is about the hardships. It's about my, my failures. It's about... Uh, the times that I've been, I've been homeless or the, the, the investments that, that didn't pan out or just everything that I've done wrong in my life. The show has never been about me. It's never been about what I like or what I don't like. It's always about the journey of me just hitting that record button to see what's going to happen. So do I want to be rich again? No. Do I, do, do I want to see my investments pay back 300X? I don't care. Because to me, $300 a day, and I pay the government 40% of that, so 160, 160 times times four times 52 is basically money that I earned using my mind. And whether the whether I hold on to a stock for a year and pay less capital gains, whether the stock hits it in a year whether whatever, or the, the, the long-term investor. We all have a different way of investing. I, I can't say one's right or one's wrong, but it's, it's the way that I invest. And I, I don't see anybody do it the way I do it. Again, I will sell a stock if it, if, if it gains $6 that day, but I'll do it multiple times. Hmm. And, and, I, and, I have, I, and I sit, 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 until I see something at a at a low from the 52-week high, 
Uh, sweet greens right now is something that I'm very, very hot on. It's a very Gen Z product. Uh, it was down to 23 last Friday. Their high was 78, I believe. They are very big on with Gen Zs when it comes to eating. But I like, oh, they're 29 right now. So I got in at 23. So that's good. That's good. I, I should go sell tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, if you really believe in it, hold on to it a little longer. I, I, I believe in it. I believe in it so much that I'm going to sell tomorrow, make 400 bucks, and then uh, wait till it gets back down to 23 and then buy again. If it comes back down, man, that's that's a, that's an interesting strategy. I honestly, I don't know if I've ever heard. I think that's a very unique strategy. It's it's Calvin. Uh, it's unique. Per- my portfolio, my trademark. portfolio is, is 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 deep. Um, I don't invest a ton of money into into the stocks. I I, I invest five hundred to a thousand into one stock. I let it sit there. It makes it makes. I buy more. I buy newer stuff. I buy stuff that that looks good. Um, it's the thing with crypto. It's just a place to park money. I don't think of it as a as as a as a money earner that's going to hit a hundred thousand for Bitcoin or a quarter million. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. Who fucking cares? Who cares if it hits a, a quarter million? Maybe you. Do. I, I, I would. I would love that. I mean, that'd yeah. be great. I don't have much, but yeah. I I I I I, I bought into I bought into the dip. I'll sell when I feel when I feel comfortable. I'll buy more. There's so much. There's so much on the Nasdaq to buy. There's so much on on S and P to buy. There's just so much to buy. And and it's all on sale right now. It's all on sale right now. So for those who are hurting right now in the market, uh, total tough shit. Tough shit. You got yourself into it. Get yourself out of it. No compassion. Tough no luck. empathy. What's empathy? What's empathy for? You bought into it. So now just wait until it gets back up. I mean, nothing you can do to make that stock rise or fall. We all got to realize that nothing we can do as human beings can make that stock go up or ah, down. That used to be true until GameStop came around and the uh, Wall Street bets community was able to pump up that stock, which is why it, it rose from, you know, like $10 sure. up to 200 sure. something. Oh, it was we- that historic but, but, but we are not wall street bets we are just calvin and aaron just two friends for the last seven years or so um and all we can do is manage our portfolio all we can do is share some of the some of the the buys that look attractive in the market that look sensible that look that that look like it has some legs but all we can do is manage our portfolio and and at the end of the day that's my only job. So to have empathy for those who invested a bunch of money into the 401k, listen, you're young, you're virile, go make more money and wait. And, and make and some just, babies. You're virile. Make some babies. Yeah. Whoa. And wait for the and wait for the stock prices to come back up to where they were, that you're broken, that, that you broke even or you were at that at the at the levels you were before. Or do what I do. Sell, get out of your positions, and sleep well at night. And then in the morning, get a cup of coffee, put on CNBC, and start and go out there and go buy some stuff. Wow, I That's sleep really well at right night there. because my positions because my positions aren't there, and I'm just like, oh well, I'm I made my money, so I'm good, and I'm gonna and I pay Uncle Sam his share, and it's okay because I'm in a very low, I'm in a, the lowest income bracket you could ever find. I'm not W two, I'm not ten ninety nine. 
I'm cash in hand. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. The IRS is going to be on your tail, bro. You just said that on a recording. I know. And now you're going to get on million it. people. But I do, I do claim 10,000 that I make every year. That's what I make every year. I claim 10,000. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Just like when you travel internationally with $9,999. No so, taxes. Some, some, somebody has to, 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 to expense those expenses. That's me. Petty cash. Petty cash. Um, All right, man. We good? Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you coming on. It was great to hear your perspective on everything and the restaurant industry. And I, I really, uh, I just, I hadn't gotten to talk to you in a while and I really appreciated I that. Yeah. And well, hopefully we can get together again. What, what, what are you going to do with this show? Is this going to be an every week thing? Are you going to be at this? I don't know. It might, it might be every week, every two weeks. We're not quite sure yet. Um, it's a, it's a work in progress and it's a, a living piece of art. So it'll adapt over time. For right now, it's you know long form, semi long form conversations, um, and I this just want to talk long, to this. Is not a long format. Joe Rogan is long format. What do we well, have? Well, sure, an hour, sure. medium format, an hour ten, hour twenty, medium format. This is nothing, bro. This is like this is this is so medium format, and uh, yeah, just conversations. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I didn't know I'm I'm up. Let's go. Let's stop. You're up. I'm up <laughs> on the Robin Hood. I'm up on Sweet Greens. I'm up on a few other things. Oh, um, good for you. But I'm up. Go sell them. Hey, we, we, we haven't been putting our investment bids into our into our group, into our Facebook group. Yeah. No, What's I up? Know. Everybody's so quiet. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's when it's good, you know, when times are good and every, all the stocks are rising and growth is is exploding, then everybody's posting in there and sharing advice. And then when things are down, you know, over the last couple of months, you know, the, the market's kind of faltered and people don't seem to be as active. It's kind of funny how that works. You, you know, on, on, on a, on a, on a thousand dollar investment, if you're down 20%, it, you're down 200 bucks. You know, it, 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 yeah, it, it's not life and death. So go and make other hedge bets. Go make other hedge investments. Go ahead, go out there and, and, and go be amazing. And you know, and don't if, and don't invest any money you can't afford to lose, right? It's like it's not gambling. You know, but you don't they're... lose. You don't lose unless you sell. So I don't. I, I hate that terminology. Don't invest anything that goes towards bills, recurring bills. Anything else, do what you want with it. But my my living expenditures a month, maybe a thousand bucks, all in. You know, $1,000 all in and I live quite comfortably because it's the lifestyle that I want. And, mm -hmm. and when you have a lot, when you have so much, it is just more headaches to worry about. More money, more problems. That's right. Go be amazing. Have me on, on your 50th, 50th episode. I can't have you back before that? You can, but I want to see you hit 50. But I want to see right. this every week, dude. I mean, it takes an hour of your, of your life. Yeah. Well, to record and then, yeah, any the editing and yeah, all that. Are you going to hey, edit this? I, I will now because this part's going to be weird, you know, to be on the recording. Why? <laughs> Why? This is great. I want people to see who we really are. Well, especially because this is going to be audio. I'm putting this on podcast. Like I, I'll keep the video and I, I'll put it on a YouTube video. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the main driver is going to be the, the audio format. Don't people want to, do people not want to hear what I have to say about, about tomatoes at yeah. minute 
at minute 82. Yeah. Do you want to talk about tomatoes? No. Okay. But if they would, if, if they waited this far into the episode, they would have heard oh. a tomato joke. Yeah. And they, they got it. <laughs> Go be amazing, dude. All right, brother. Thank you very much. You too. Appreciate you. All the best, brother. Talk to you later. Later.